Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loyot, your host. And to live in the both and, where two seemingly opposite or complementary things come together, and where they intersect, that's mystery. That's where life is lived. And today, we have the intersection of the church east and west, of both lungs of the church. We also have, proud to say, actually, once again, humble to say, this is program number 500 of Light of the East. That's right, you're listening to the 500th program of Light of the East. And boy, is that a reason to be humble and also thankful to Almighty God. Since today is the Sunday of St. Thomas, I'd like to offer a prayer from one of our texts for this day. It comes from the Matin service, the morning prayer service of the Byzantine Church. Very simply, the line is this. Timidly, Thomas placed his hand into your life-giving side. There he perceived the double energy of the two natures, united in you, without confusion, O Christ the Savior. In faith he cries out, You are the Lord, to you belong praise and great glory. Blessed are you, O Lord, God and the God of our fathers. Did you hear that? There he perceived the double energy of the two natures, united in you, without confusion, O Christ the Savior. See, once again, that genius of the both and, of complementary things that always remain individually what they are, yet they come together to form one. That is, of course, the mystery of the Trinity, the mystery where more than one become one, yet remain distinct persons, the three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is that complementarity in marriage, man and woman, remain man and woman, yet become one in marriage. And there is that complementarity in the relationship of Christ to us and also in his very person, where he has two natures, yet one. So you see, woven throughout this whole day is this complementarity, which is the genius, the message of the Eastern churches and the message of this particular program. As we celebrate the 500th program here at Light of the East, we always like to look back a bit and to share with you, actually, how it all got started for us. And once again, this is another testimony to the complementarity of the church, East and West, the two lungs truly breathing together. I was in my church one day, years ago, because this is the 500th program, and we do a program every week, so that's 500 weeks ago. (laughs) I was walking through my church, just a regular day in my life as a priest in my parish, and there was a man sitting there in the church, and he was praying, and he stopped me, and he said, Father Thomas Loya, my name is Charles Cook, and I am a Roman Catholic, but I appreciate very much the Byzantine liturgy. 
In fact, I appreciate it so much, I think more people should know about it. Now, in this, he was actually echoing the sentiments of St. John Paul II. He said, more people should know about it, so I think your liturgy should be put on the radio, should be broadcast in a radio program. And this way, some people in your parish who may be shut-ins can't come to church, can hear their liturgy, and other people can learn about it too, especially us Roman Catholics. So I said, well, that's very complimentary. It's a very nice idea. And he says, well, I think I'll get started on that. Well, I didn't think too much of it. Well, he told me he had a friend in the radio, and he would go and contact that friend. Well, he did. Charles Cook from Saginaw, Michigan, one of our great, great friends here at Light East. In fact, we owe it all to him. That's how we all began, thanks to Charles Cook, a Roman Catholic got this program on the Eastern Churches started. He went to his friend named Art Clifton. And Art Clifton came to me one day and he said, Father Tom, Father Tom, I was contacted by my friend Art Clifton about getting your liturgy on the radio. And so I went to the local radio stations here in Chicago. I spoke to one of them. And he told me something in which I have good news and bad news for you. You see, Father Tom, the bad news is your Byzantine liturgy is a little bit too long for the radio spot. And I wasn't surprised at that. But the good news is, Art said, is that the program manager said, we do have a half-hour program on Sunday mornings available if Father Lawyer would like his own program. Now, that absolutely floored me. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would be hosting a radio program. Never in my wildest dreams. So you never know what the Lord has in store for you. Good little vocation plug for you there, especially if you're young men listening, that when you answer the call to the priesthood, You say yes to God's invitation. You never know what God has in mind. It's a wild, mystical adventure. And I never thought in my wildest dreams I would have the opportunity to host my own radio program about my own Eastern Church. So I said, well, okay, that sounds exciting. I think I'll try it out. And I never was on radio. I never had any knowledge or experience of radio whatsoever. But R. Clifton was a good coach. And he coached me into my own first program and to the program that now has become known especially to many of you, as Light of the East. Art worked with me for the first couple of years at Light of the East, and then God called him home. In my mind, rather early, at age 64, he died on November 23rd in the year 2008. I'd like to repeat a tribute that we did before for Art Clifton here at Light of the East on this very, very special day, as we remember how Art Clifton got it all started for us. Long ago Far away, life was clear. Close your eyes. The members of Annunciation Parish in Homer Glen, Illinois, are justifiably proud of the beautiful grounds surrounding the church. Remember, is a place from long ago. They are also proud of the recognition the parish has received. In fact, the landscape master plan for the Annunciation of the Mother. As an internationally known speaker on the theology of the body, Father Thomas D. The Daughters of St. Paul sponsor a monthly study group on the Theosis, the CD, is now available. 
the Annunciation Parish Choir under the direction of Timothy. If Light of the East Radio is important to you and you would like to help this program continue, Light of the East will return in a moment. We will always remember well Art Clifton here at Light of the East. I personally will remember him as well. And, as we say in the Eastern churches at this time of year, normally we would say something else in memory of someone who is deceased and passed on. But now, during this Pascha season, we get to say this. In memory of Art Clifton, Christ is risen, indeed he is risen. Christ is risen from the dead, by death he trampled death, and to those within the graves he granted life. So to you, Art, eternal memory, and Christ is risen. You will always be remembered by all of us here at Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Loya, here on the 500th program of Light of the East. Light of the East Mission is Christianity's reunion, and to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loy, and I would like you to join me on the Oriental Illumin pilgrimage to Rome and Istanbul to celebrate the canonization of Popes John Paul II and John XXIII. In addition to celebrating the sainthood of two world-renowned popes, this trip will be a powerfully moving and truly unforgettable experience of the Church breathing with both lungs east and west. We will visit major religious and historical sites of the ancient Roman and Byzantine empires, and you will hear from people who actually knew these two saintly popes. I guarantee you will never see the Church the same way again, and you will be making your personal contribution toward the cause in which these two popes were committed, unity in the church between East and West. Join Father Loya Tuesday through Thursday, October 21st through October 30th for this spiritual event of a lifetime, the pilgrimage to Rome and Istanbul. Limited spaces, reserve early by going to vikingtvl.com. That's vikingtvl.com for all the details, October 21st through the 30th. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. It's no secret that Father Loya and other speakers from the Tabor Life Institute are available to speak at your parish or group on marriage and family topics seen through the lens of St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. Other topics include Eastern Christian Spirituality, 
and the significance of art in the church. The Tabor Life Institute can arrange for marriage encounters, parish missions, and can help your parish facilitate teen faith formation in either English or Spanish. For Father Loya and other speakers, contact the Tabor Life Institute by writing to taborlife at earthlink.net. That's Tabor spelled T-A-B-O-R, life, at earthlink.net. Welcome back to Light of the East. Christ is risen, indeed he is risen on this incredible day, incredible day here, Light of the East, and for the whole church, the canonization of two saints, both of whom made great contributions to unity in the church, especially between East and West. These saints, of course, are Pope John XXIII and Pope John Paul II. Also, this is the 500th program of Light of the East. We've reached that milestone. Praise God. And also, it is the Sunday of St. Thomas in the Eastern Churches and the Sunday of Divine Mercy in the Latin Rite Church. Now, what's interesting about that, and here we go again, as I mentioned before, today's theme is all about, in so many ways, complementary things coming together, the Church breathing with both lungs. It's interesting that Divine Mercy occurs on the same day in the Eastern calendar that we celebrate the Sunday of St. Thomas, which, of course, is the Sunday after Pascha, or Easter. What I find interesting about that, or providential about that, is that both from the Latin Rite perspective with Divine Mercy and from our celebration of St. Thomas on this Thomas Sunday, we arrive, as always, at the same place, although we come from different perspectives, East and West. And that place we arrive at is, in fact, God's mercy. We feature Thomas, and in the liturgical text of the Eastern Churches for this day, we feature Thomas who we see not being chastised by Christ for his unbelief, but rather Jesus in his incredible, infinite mercy, taking Thomas's unbelief and turning it into belief. Not chastising Thomas, although he rightfully could have for his doubt, but rather inviting him, lovingly inviting him to touch the wounds of Christ and to believe and to pronounce the most important words in all of the Scripture. My Lord and my God. This acknowledgement that this Jesus Christ, standing in the flesh and spirit, is in fact God, our Lord and our God. Thomas's words become our words. Pope John Paul II, as I mentioned, now St. John Paul II, made great contributions to the unity of the churches East and West, which of course is what this program has always been dedicated to. And it's called Light of the East after John Paul II's apostolic letter, Orientale Lumen, which of course means Light of the East. And this is what John Paul II says, now St. John Paul II. The light of the East has illumined the universal church from the moment when a rising sun appeared above us. Jesus Christ, our Lord, whom all Christians invoke as the Redeemer of man and the hope of the world. This light inspired my predecessor, Pope Leo XIII, to write the apostolic letter Orientalium Dignitas, in which he sought to safeguard the significance of the Eastern churches for the whole world. On the centenary of that event, and of the initiatives, the pontiff, indeed at that time as an aid, on the centenary of that event, and of the initiatives the pontiff intended at that time as an aid to restore unity with all the Christians of the East, I wish to send to the Catholic Church a similar appeal. 
which has been enriched by the knowledge and interchange which has taken place over the past century. Now, here's a very, very poignant verse from this Apostolic Letter of Light of the East by St. John Paul II. Since, in fact, we believe that the venerable ancient tradition of the Eastern churches is an integral part of the heritage of Christ's church, the first need for Catholics is to be familiar with that tradition so as to be nourished by it and to encourage the process of unity in the best way possible for each. So, it's good you're listening to Light of the East. You're following what St. John Paul II asked of you. In fact, you notice he did it for two reasons. To be nourished by the traditions of the East, and also to work toward the process of unity in the best way possible for each. So, our enrichment and unity in the church are two reasons to listen to Light of the East and to tell your friends to listen to Light of the East, which is another reason I'm glad you're tuning in. And by the way, since we are commemorating our 500th program today, we had a beautiful tribute to our original producer and engineer, Art Clifton, who got it all started for us together with his friend, Charles Cook. I'd like to acknowledge Charles Cook and thank him, especially if he's listening in for all that he's done for me and for this program and therefore for the whole church and for you, our listeners. Also, there's certain people that have been with us for a long time, have been always very faithful to us and very kind to us. And one of them is Sonia Cavazos out in Orinda, California. Sonia, thank you so much for all of your kindness and your faithfulness to all of us here at Light of the East. And also William Radovich. William Radovich from the Illinois area. We thank you, William, for all of your kindness and your your constant, steadfast listening and devotion to Light of the East and to me. And also, in a very special way, all those of you who have written to us and keep in contact with us who are serving time in prison. I know I can't always get back to you. We write to me many beautiful letters, and I really, really appreciate that. And I apologize for not getting back to you. But sometimes the the workload and the correspondences that I have are a bit overwhelming, I have to admit. I'll try to do better, but please know that you are in my thoughts and prayers. That's the most important thing, that I truly appreciate your letters and the fact, above all, that you listen. It's Again, I'm so humbled by how God has blessed and multiplied this program, Light of the East, especially in a special way that is brought into areas where I can do, as Matthew's Gospel says, I can visit those who are in prison. Because, you know, it's a prerequisite for heaven, you know. That's a prerequisite along with feeding the hungry and clothing the naked and helping those who are in any kind of need to visit those who are in prison. I'm able to do that. I'm able to do that in this special way that I never could have dreamed of, to reach out to people who I never met. Maybe I will meet you someday. But if not, I have this wonderful medium that God in his wisdom has provided for me to be able to reach out and to do faithfully that aspect of Matthew's gospel to visit those in prison. So you are very, very special to us here at Light of the East, and I thank you for all of your special contacts and faithfulness to listening to our program. God bless you all, especially Brothers D&M, who have been with us for a long time. Hope you are doing well, and our prayers are with you. And remember, everybody, Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. He is the last word on everything, and that is what the joy of this resurrection season is. Now, I mentioned John Paul II, St. John Paul II, There was also a pope, I am proud to say, and again, humble to say, lived in my lifetime. I was a young boy, though, but I do remember him very well. Never met him personally like I met John Paul II, but he, of course, is John XXIII. Now, he made a great contribution to unity in the church 
by calling the Second Vatican Council, which surprised everybody. And in that council, one of the documents in there that we cherish so much in the Eastern churches and here at Light of the East is a document on the preservation of the spiritual heritage of the Eastern churches. And this is one of the things that that document says. All members of the Eastern churches should be firmly convinced that they can and ought always preserve their own legitimate liturgical rights and ways of life and that changes are to be introduced only to forward their own organic development. They themselves are to carry out all these prescriptions with the greatest fidelity. They are to aim always at a more perfect knowledge and practice of their rights, and if they have fallen away due to circumstances of times or persons, they are to strive to return to their ancestral traditions. It also says that history, tradition, and very many ecclesiastical institutions give clear evidence of the great debt owed to the Eastern churches by the church universal. Therefore, the Holy Council not merely praises and appreciates as is due this ecclesiastical and spiritual heritage, but also insists on viewing it as the heritage of the whole church of Christ. For that reason, this council solemnly declares that the churches of the East, like those of the West, have the right and duty to govern themselves according to their own special disciplines, for these are guaranteed by ancient tradition and seem to be better suited to the customs of their faithful and to the good of their souls. Now, there's much more in this document. Again, it's a document called The Preservation of the Spiritual Heritage of the Eastern Churches from the Second Vatican Council, which, of course, was started by now St. John the Twenty-Third. So we are indebted here at Light of the East to these two popes, and that's why it's so providential. I cannot help seeing God's hand, God's blessing, God's wink, God's smile, God's pat on the head, God's mercy today on so many levels, because he's brought together so many incredible dimensions today. Our 500th program, the canonization of two saints who work towards that unity between East and West, the interesting complementarity that arrives at the same point of the celebration of divine mercy today in the Latin Rite Church and St. Thomas Sunday in the Eastern churches. And of course, the beautiful texts that I read that talk about the complementarity of belief and unbelief and how through Christ's mercy, unbelief ordinarily would be something negative or a sin, turns to belief, turns to greatness, which of course is simply echoing the miracle of this past week, Christ's death and resurrection, where the cross becomes now an instrument of victory. The worst thing turned into the best thing. Death turned into an avenue for life. So, you see, this whole idea of complementarity is, as I mentioned, not only the genius of the East in particular, in other words, the way we present it, I think, is our particular genius, but it exists, of course, in the Western churches, the Western lung of the church, of course, but also in all of life. All of life is built upon this complementarity, which John Paul II referred to as the spousal mystery. It's the spousal love of God with us, his bride. It's woven through all of creation, and that's why this whole idea of complementarity is so fundamental to our message here at Light of the East. It's the DNA of the created order. It certainly is the DNA of our relationship with God, between God and ourselves, and certainly the DNA of the very character of the church, which, is, which developed along these two lungs of complementarity that both breathe together. As I've been thanking all of you and special people like Art Clifton, Blessed Memory, I want to conclude our program today by thanking that person who took over from Art, 
Armin Chavateri, our brilliant engineer and producer here at Light of the East. I want to thank him. I can't thank him enough for all of his coaching, all of his dedication, his long-suffering, his steadfast and painstaking work. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you, Armin. And God bless all of you on this very, very momentous day here for the whole church of Light of the East. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit ByzantineCatholic.com and click on the radio button. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. Man.